Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best Value Registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. Can you slow down, ask for more clarity, invite them to share more so that you can hear the whole essence of what they're saying? You're listening to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about strengthening the relationships that mean the most to you. I'm Jill Savage, and I live in normal Illinois. I'm committed to talking honestly about the messy, less than perfect, but normal stuff of life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the No More Perfect Podcast. Today, We are talking about the topic of listening, and I have my husband, Mark, with me. Hi. So glad that we could tackle this topic today. Mm -hmm. It is one that we deal with a lot in our coaching. Right. Mm -hmm. It's one that we've dealt with a lot in our relationship. What'd you say? (laughs) Yes, we have. (laughs) And... um. And I think as we've improved our listening skills, Mm -hmm. it's one that we, that really has made a difference, not only in our marriage, but um, as we talk with our kids, as we talk with other people, we're standing in the hallway at church after church and having a conversation with someone there. Um, We've just learned how to be better listeners. Right. And so it's a skill that many of us need to hone that many of us don't even realize we don't have good listening skills or we might realize it but we don't do anything about it right right it takes real effort and decision to quiet what we're doing and mm-hmm engage and listen the simple response many times is just start just our default yeah our default is just to start yapping and we're not listening and so many marriages struggle so many relationships struggle because one person doesn't feel heard Mm -hmm. right exactly i think back before our crisis we read a book and uh it was on marriage and it it talked about something called the three question technique right and the three question technique was all about asking your spouse or someone else three questions about something that they've told you before you launch in to what you think about that subject or mm-hmm. sharing your story 
And that was one of the first times that somebody had given me something really practical to do to help me to become a better listener. Right. And it it was very practical and doable. Yeah, it really was. And it was so helpful. The premise behind that was um, really showing an interest in the other person. And so... I remember us beginning to use it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, uh, you would walk in the door. I was a stay-at-home mom. You would walk in the door from work and you would say something like, um, I would say something like, how was your day? And you'd be like, I had a great day. Yeah. And then I would say, well, I'm glad you had a great day because I had a terrible day. And that was flunking the three-question technique. Right. (laughs) Well, our tendency is to make conversations about ourselves rather than really engaging and hearing what the other person is saying. Right. Right. And so uh, I had to learn that in that moment, I would say, you would say, how was your day? Or I would say, how was your day? You would say, it was great. I would say, well, what made it great? Yes. And yeah. then uh, I would tell you that maybe I had a great day of meetings or I accomplished a lot. I got my to-do list done. Yeah. And then I would ask you more about that. Well, what yeah. were the things that were on your to-do list? Mm-hmm. And every time would dive just a little deeper. Right. So what it did is it started to move our, um, it started to move our communication to a different depth. Right. When one of us would remember to do that. Right. And we weren't always remembering to do that, but we were starting to be more intentional about it. Right. Yeah. But then um, life got busy. I think we stopped using the three question technique and we ended up in a mess in our marriage. Um, And then part of Mark and Jill 2.0 has been learning how to listen better. Right. And it's been really interesting. Um, I actually dug in and did a, um, did a, a oh. search for scriptures about listening. And, you know, I knew that God had a lot to say about our words, like the power of our words, but I had no idea how much he had to say about listening. Right. It like blew my mind when <laughs> I looked for scriptures about listening. And here are just a few that came up when I uh, was digging. Uh, James one nineteen. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And I knew this verse, but I think I had jumped right over quick to hear. And I was only looking at slow to speak and slow to anger. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I was. I was. I was recognizing I needed to slow down my my responses, uh, maybe use my words less, and certainly be slow to anger. But I had not paid any attention to the words "quick to hear." Right. Yeah. God. Uh, he. He really understands our challenge in being able to hear mm-hmm. uh, this other verse uh, Proverbs eighteen thirteen. if one gives an answer before he hears it is his folly and shame mm-hmm. Proverbs is always so good for wisdom and so oftentimes we do we give answers before we hear 
And here's the deal. We might have heard their words. Oftentimes, we aren't hearing their heart. Oh, so true. Yeah. Right? Right. And we deal with that so often in the um, in our uh, coaching calls mm-hmm. um, with people in our intensives um, because they'll start to argue the words or they'll start to respond to the words and we'll stop them and go, wait, wait, wait. Can you please hear their heart? Maybe mm-hmm. they didn't use the best words, but they're trying to communicate something to you. Can you slow down, ask for more clarity, invite them to share more so that you can hear the whole mm-hmm. uh, essence of what they're saying? Right. And so this one, if we give an answer before we hear, it's our folly and shame. Uh, it's, it's a real reminder that sometimes we need to hear, we need to move beyond hearing the words. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this next verse, uh, Proverbs 18.2, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. <laughs> wow. I've been guilty of that. Oh, I've been a fool. Yep. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. Say that again. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. And, you know, really, that's the heart. If we think about learning to listen deeper, we have to start listening to understand, not listening to respond, mm-hmm. not listening to debate, not listening to argue, but to listen to understand and that's what this is talking about in in proverbs 18 2 a fool takes no pleasure in understanding and so we need to listen to understand we need to pl- take pleasure in understanding and know that that's our goal mm-hmm. uh, proverbs 2 2 says make your ear attentive to wisdom and incline your heart to understanding well there's understanding mm-hmm. again and then Proverbs 3, 5 said, oh, no, it's 1, 5. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. Okay, understands. Just, Is a consistent word. Yeah, three yeah. of those verses talked about understanding. And so that is really the call, is that we are listening to understand right and we believe that there are four ways uh four little phrases mm-hmm. uh, so let's just let's call them little phrases that if you can remember these keyword phrases they will help you to actually listen to understand and the first one is what i hear you saying is yes and that is a powerful, honestly, it was conversation changing <laughs> yeah. for us oh. be- because that is reflecting back what each of us was saying. Mm-hmm. And gosh, at the heart of of conversations are the desire that you or that we would hear each other and that we would understand. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes that takes work. Yeah, it does. It takes work to try to understand. The easy way is to 
let them know what your opinion is. Right. And, but the harder way is to step into their world to try to understand the perspective they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't agree with them, if you can understand the, the context of Mm -hmm. why they would believe that maybe it's the context of their own personal experiences that have caused them to come to this conclusion. Right. And if they can just feel seen and heard in that, it can make such a difference. Yeah. I I think too, that uh, so often we want to just state what we think and what we know and what we, we believe because we think we're right. Yes. (laughs) We know we're right. Right. And, uh, Yet, if we will, uh, if we will really seek to understand what our spouse or what another person is saying, we, I love the last verse we read that, uh, that those who understand seek knowledge, they, yeah, and wisdom and wisdom mm-hmm. and that we can learn a lot by working to understand, uh, which starts by accepting that we're not right. Right. That we might not be right. We might not be right. Or that there's another perspective to put in the mix. Mm-hmm. And maybe right's going to end up being, especially if we're like in some sort of conflict or mm-hmm. have a difference of opinion, that maybe right's going to be somewhere in the middle. Right. Yes. And um, so what I hear you saying is a form of reflective listening. We like to call that the McDonald's drive through form of listening. And that's because when you pull up to McDonald's or a fast food restaurant, what do they do? You place your order. They repeat it back to you. Right. They ask you if they got it right. And then they ask you if there's anything else. Literally, that's what you want to do when you're really listening to someone. What I hear you saying is, and you repeat what you heard them say, don't interpret what you heard them say. Right. Repeat what you heard them say. Well, and a lot of times we interpret based upon assumptions. Mm-hmm. And those assumptions, anytime there's assumptions, most often they're wrong. Mm-hmm. So that's why you don't want to interpret. You literally want to speak mm-hmm. back what you heard them saying. And by speaking it back, it's, again, it doesn't mean you have to agree with them. It means that your goal in this conversation is not to correct them, not to put your opinion out there. It is to hear them. That's your goal. Correct. And so, um, so what I hear you saying is, and then, um, it, is that correct? And sometimes, you know, when we're sitting with another couple, and helping them work through this, a lot of times they'll be like, no, that wasn't quite what I said. And then we'll encourage them. Okay, well, will you go ahead and repeat it again? Mm -hmm. So it's okay to do that. It's part of the reason we ask, did I get that right? Mm -hmm. And then the invitation of um, tell me more. And that's actually the second phrase that we believe is a game changer for listening. So the first phrase is what I hear you saying is, and then the second phrase that's so powerful, and it can be used alone or it can be used when you're doing, you know, reflective listening, but that is tell me more. Mm-hmm. So if you say something, even if you express an idea, uh, you and I are currently renovating a room in our home, the room that couples stay in um, when they come to our home for a, a marriage intensive. 
And we've had a lot of decisions to make. Right. Right. And both of us have brought ideas to the table. Mm-hmm. And I would say a large majority of the time we've done well listening to each other. But a phrase that we've used quite a bit is, well, tell me more. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about what you're thinking. Tell me more about that. Um, and that is slowing down our judgment on that idea. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Slowing down the judgment and Mm -hmm. hearing them out. And, you know, and it depends on some people have a more flexible thinking than others. And I know for me, I'm a person that if an idea is on the table, I kind of need to soak on it or I can be a no person pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And so, and you even, during one of the conversations, you even said that you put an idea on the table and I, I asked you to tell me more and you did. And then I was like, gosh, I just don't know about that. And you said, you know what? I'm just going to let you soak on that a little bit. Right. Because that's how you're wired. Yeah. You know that I need that. Right. And yeah. I so appreciated that. Yeah. There were, there was other things that I could do. At that time, I didn't have to, we didn't have to make that decision right then. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely that's, that is how you roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think too that as we're talking about listening, that, uh, it's so important. And I've really, I have to work hard at this mm-hmm. is to engage, to stop what I'm doing, to look you in the eyes. And to really pay attention to what you're saying, mm-hmm. uh, my lazy nature is to do drive-by conversations. Mm. And then I drop a question or a comment and then I'm, I've rolled away and I have no idea what you said mm-hmm. or I assume what you said. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't. I've realized I can't do that. Right. I've got to engage. And that's part of the reason that oftentimes you and I will use a phrase, uh, hey, I've got something I'd like to share with you would now be a good time. Right. That's part of the reason we do that is to help make sure that we have each other's attention for important conversations. Mm-hmm. And and when I say important, it doesn't have to be um I mean, it doesn't have to be like life or death important, but let's just say, I don't know. I had a realization about myself. Uh, I had a self-awareness and I want to share it with you, Mm -hmm. but I want to make sure that you're fully listening to me. Right. So I might say, Hey, I had a, I had an awareness about myself today. I'd love to share it with you and now be a good time. And that like helps you put up your antennas. Correct. It really does to just really go, hang on just a second. I'm, let me finish what I'm doing. And then I'm all ears. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that when we both do that, it makes such a difference. Um, and especially helping each other to know, because if not, what has happened in the past is I walk in the room, start talking to you and your brain is elsewhere and mm-hmm. you've missed half of what I said. Right. Or vice versa. And that's so frustrating. And then it's like, you're not even listening to me. Mm -hmm. And then to top it off, 
you have hearing aids that have Bluetooth in them. <laughs> I need, I need, I need, I need a, a flag that's waving. I need like a, 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 a green button on the top of your head that lights up if you are listening to something. <laughs> oh, no, so a red button like in, in the radio broadcast on the air. <laughs> Um, oftentimes Mark will be on the phone and I don't know he's on the phone. Right. Oftentimes he'll be, um, I'll be listening to music, listening to music, but I don't know that because it's running through his hearing aids. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll be listening to a podcast or yeah. just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that. So, um, I also have learned to, um, touch your arm or something like that and, and say, Hey, I've got something I want to share with you now. Be a good yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, the first phrase, uh, key phrase that we uh, suggested is what I hear you saying is the second one is tell me more. Mm-hmm. All right. The third one is I can only imagine. Yeah. And this is a form of empathy. And empathy is kind of stepping into someone else's shoes. Yeah. It's working to understand what another person is feeling. Yes. Um, even if you wouldn't feel the same way. And right. Even if you wouldn't respond the same way. It, it, this isn't about you. Right. You're keeping it about them. Mm-hmm. And so I can only imagine how hard that was. Or it could be positive. I can only imagine how excited you were. Right. Like you're just stepping in and engaging in that person's emotional experience. Mm-hmm. And that is such a gift. Right. It, uh, it, it's a gift that requires, uh, a discipline and it's a skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a skill in quieting ourselves down. Mm-hmm. Because our nature is to want to be defensive or to want to talk about us. Right. Or talk about why you're wrong or or try to fix it. Yeah. Any of those. Any of those are not good listening skills because we've really stopped listening. Mm-hmm. Now we're prescribing. Right. And uh, so empathy just takes our relationship to a whole new level and it helps connect to our spouse's heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think of the people that, uh, that it might even be listening to this right now and just say, I don't need you to connect to my heart. I just need you to hear what I say and go do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and my response is, yeah, you're probably missing the fact that you do have a heart. And that God designed you to, uh, for another person to connect to it. Mm-hmm. And as we learn to, uh, to invite others into our heart, yeah, we become a more tender listener. Yes. Yeah. We sure do. Yeah. I think about, um, and I think I might have shared this on a previous episode, but I think it's worth repeating. You know, I was really learning how to become a, a better listener. And this was probably five, six years ago. Our daughter and her husband and grandchildren were getting ready to move. And they were actually moving to our community. Uh, they lived an hour away and they uh, dad had gotten a new job and 
and mm-hmm. they were going to be moving. And I got uh, a messenger from our, a messenger message from our granddaughter. And um, she was just beside herself with the fact that they were moving. She was so upset. Nana, this is terrible. Yeah. Terrible, terrible. I remember that. We're moving. And before I understood listening and empathy and validation, which we'll talk about validation here in a moment, before I understood that, I would have said, but Rylan, you're going to be moving where I live. Right. Isn't that exciting? Mm-hmm. And I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. That initial message I simply said to her, oh, Rylan, I can only imagine how hard that is for you. What are you thinking about? And she's like, well, I'm thinking about my friends and all my friends at church and my friends at school. And and I said, yes, I can only imagine how hard it's going to be for you to change churches and for you to change schools. And I'm sure that that has you feeling very sad and very Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Is there, tell me, you know, is there something more about that or tell me more about what you're thinking and what you're feeling? And man, I mean, she just kept going. Mm -hmm. And I think we had probably three or four conversations like that before I ever said, have you thought about the fact that you're going to live really close to Nana and Papa. And by that time, you know, it's the old adage, people don't care what you know till they know that you care. Mm -hmm. And by that time, I really earned the right to do that. Exactly. And that's what often happens, I think, in marriage is we easily squash each other Mm -hmm. and we don't earn the right or even become such a good listener that then our spouse wants to ask us for wisdom. Mm-hmm. And and if we'll learn to be a better listener, it actually increases safety in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I remember that just being really, really valuable mm-hmm. and important. So we've talked about what I hear you saying is, tell me more. I can only imagine and the last one is that makes sense. Mm. And that makes sense is kind of a key phrase for what's called validation. Now, again, we don't have to agree with the person. We're just validating their feelings. Well, that makes sense. You know, for Rylan, I know that several times I said that makes sense that it's going to be really hard for you to leave, or that makes sense that you're really sad. And so letting her know that her feelings were normal, right? they were to be expected, and that they were okay. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of that makes sense. I think uh, as you were talking, I remember those conversations, and uh, we were early, in this process of understanding Mm -hmm. to validate, to empathize. And it took time. Yeah. 
You know, that reminds me of something we often say when we're coaching another couple. Good communication, good listening is not efficient. No, no. There's nothing efficient about it. Yeah. You can't do it efficiently. Right. Or you won't be doing it well. Right. You have to slow down. Mm -hmm. Yep. You You have have to engage. You have to stay committed. Yep. You have to have the time to ask questions. Right. And uh, to invite, tell me more, to do the reflection. Mm-hmm. That it, it can't be done quickly. Mm-mm. No, it can't. Uh, I think relationship, healthy, effective, genuine, intimate relationship mm-hmm. takes a humbling of ourselves and a sacrifice of what we want mm-hmm. and we as we humble ourselves and surrender and sacrifice we end up being blessed beyond our dreams mm-hmm. and the because it, we get connection we do and we long for connection mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i would agree with you and, you know, as I learned about validation, um, I remember, um, I remember our counselor talking to us about it when we were in our cleanup process from, uh, our marriage exploding. Um, but uh, it was about a year later, you were going through a dark season. Your depression always got worse in. The in the winter, it always got worse in the winter. Yeah, and you were in a dark season, and I didn't know how to help you, and nothing I was doing was helping you. And I went and saw the counselor by myself. But how were you trying to help me? I was trying to help you. You were saying, in in essence, you were saying it's dark outside. My life is dark, and I was saying, oh no, the sun is shining. <laughs> And so when I went to the counselor and I was like, I don't know how to help Mark. And he's like, well, tell me how you're helping him. And I told him that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, Jill, you're forgetting validation. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't remember what that is. <laughs> right. and he said, you need to sit in the pain with him. And I'm like, but I don't want to sit in the pain. <laughs> it's dark in there. I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah. And he was like, but he was the one I think that even said mm-hmm. people don't care what you know till they know that you care. You need to let him know that you care. And so validation, that's part of the reason the keywords for validation are that makes sense. Because I was able to say to you after I came back from that, and if you know, you made a comment about, you know, when you for you, when you would get in that dark place, you would kind of become like Eeyore. Mm. And so if you made an Eeyore comment, then I began to say, you know, Mark, that makes sense that you would be struggling right now. It's mm-hmm. January. It's dark outside. We haven't seen the sunshine in probably over 30 days. And it makes sense that you would be struggling. Mm-hmm. And that's all I said in those moments. Mm-hmm. And that began i mean you later told me that that made a difference i wasn't minimizing you i wasn't squashing you Mm -hmm. i was fully hearing you Mm -hmm. and that uh 
a word that came to mind is correcting me. I wasn't correcting you. Yeah. Yeah, Because even trying to tell you that, you know, but hey, we have a wonderful life. Yeah. And look at all that God's doing. That wasn't. No. You viewed that as correction. Yes. And uh, when you stopped doing those things and started validating, it did lift me up. Yeah. It was it was really it. Uh, I know our counselor said that you have to set in the pain with them, but validation actually was like you lifted your or you placed your arm under my shoulder or in my armpit and you helped lift me up. Mm. And uh, that was powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So the four steps to or the four key phrases that you can begin to use mm-hmm. to become a better listener are what I hear you saying is tell me more about that. I can only imagine, and that makes sense. Mm. And if you can even start using just one of those, I think you would begin to see a difference in your relationships. And you know what it makes me think of, Mark? We recently hosted a couple for an intensive. So when somebody's here for an intensive, they're here for three days. I believe this was on the second day. And we'd been working on this with this couple. We'd been coaching them through it, helping them to begin to have some different ways of hearing each other, communicating with each other. And I think it was Saturday evening, this gentleman's daughter called. And right, right. She called. We were on a break. Right. We were on a break and she called and he used these phrases in the conversation with right and what's important is he wasn't fully convinced that that we were right he he was he he really struggled with being convinced of his own rightness Uh and tell he tried it oh and his daughter was blown away Mm-hmm. And she actually started crying. Mm-hmm. And he, and it, like, because she felt so hurt. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she had all this built up emotion and she just started releasing it and he didn't react. He kept validating and empathizing and reflecting. And he was blown away. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh my gosh. And he was in tears. Uh, acknowledging that he had missed all of these years of really listening and hearing his his kids, and he even owned listening to and hearing his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was powerful. It was really, really powerful. Yeah. So, um, just begin taking baby steps to being a better listener, and it may sound it may feel awkward to you. You know what's funny? is we use these all the time. Like I said, we might be at the church uh, in the, you know, after church and we're in the church foyer and, you know, talking to people and, and, uh, or maybe when we're speaking, somebody will say it and I'll, and we'll say, okay, so what I hear you saying is, is that right? Okay. Okay. Tell me a little more about that. 
Mm-hmm. That's it's natural. It, it really is. It may feel awkward to you because you're not accustomed to using it, but it doesn't really sound awkward on the other side. In fact, a lot of times when we're coaching couples, we'll use these phrases in the first 30 minutes mm-hmm. or 45 minutes of like hearing their story and letting it unfold. And then we'll be teaching them about it and we'll say, you probably don't even realize it, but we used all of these in the last 45 minutes. And they're like, you did? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. And it didn't sound odd to you. No. And so that really helps people to go, oh, they kind of get past. So we're very practiced in our old ways of listening. It's time to increase our listening skills mm-hmm. and begin some new practices and to see the difference it will make in our relationships. We hope mm-hmm. this has been helpful for you. You know, one of the things we'll do in the show notes is we will put a link to where you can download a list of listening scriptures. Some of the scriptures that we shared today, plus some extra ones, Mm. Um, because I think even keeping those in front of us will remind us of the importance of listening. Yeah. You want to close in prayer? I will. Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for uh, your understanding of listening. And Lord, that you uh, you really are working to help us understand. So I I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would uh, open our mind to uh, to listening, and that you, as listeners, we would seek to understand, that we would seek uh, wisdom and seek knowledge of what it is the, the our spouse or the other person we're talking to is saying. Mm-hmm. Father, uh, we trust you and look fully to you in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over on jillsavage.org slash podcast. I hang out on Facebook and Instagram and would love to connect with you there. You can find me under the name jillsavage.author. One more thing, we have three free ebooks that we'd love to give you. You can find them at jillsavage.org slash free. See you next week where we'll have another conversation about the real stuff of life and relationships.